What up? Hey. Okay, are we back? I think so. I was just singing by myself on the other one. For real? Yeah, just like, I guess I'm doing the podcast all by myself. I start making up songs. When I don't know what to say, I just start singing. Ask my kids. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely crazy. Um, Well, okay, so a little technical difficulty. It like hung up on my end, which is crazy. Yeah, it just sounded like it was just me. Mm. I lost Mm -hmm. you. But wow. Okay, so let's see. Um, well, in case we have to start this whole thing over, hey, yeah. welcome to Hogs and Rope. Um, we are here again, kicking it, talking about some stuff. We've had some technical difficulties and already had like a whole fifteen-minute conversation that you may or may not hear. Yeah, uh, you're lost. On- that's right what the computer wants to do or god's grace (laughs) (laughs) also god's grace so true so true um so yeah so we last time last episode uh we've been we started talking about fear Mm -hmm. and kind of how fear relates so I have actually some feedback from a listener who is not either one of our moms what and I know right um, so I won't say her name just in case, but anyway, a friend who listened to the episodes said that we talk a lot about practicing God's presence. And so, um, she was wondering if we could maybe just expand on that a little bit. Like, what does that look like? What does, what does scripture say? How do we personally practice God's presence? Um, you know, I talked a little bit about like when I'm in my car and I kind of like do the freak out thing. Then at the end I make, like I talk to God after and I, I just kind of release all that to him. And so I'm practicing spending time in his presence when I really need to have a touch from him, (laughs) you know, when I need, when I need to have him help me exchange kind of like the pain or the sorrow or the frustration or the fear or whatever it is that I'm experiencing, Um, whether I've been hurt, whether someone has hurt me, whether I've hurt someone else, anything like that. Um, You know, I talked about how I kind of, like, just get everything out. I just, I say all the things that I'm feeling about the circumstance or the situation. Sometimes there's, like, 75 of those puppies run back to back. Um, Sometimes there's not. Uh, So, and then at the end of that, I just, one of the things that I put into practice for myself then is at the end of that time, you know, really saying like, okay, God, that's how I feel about that. That's what's on the inside of my heart. Um, It's not the perspective that I want. Would you help me have another perspective and and give me like, whether it's if I need peace, you know, would you, would you show me how to walk in peace? Would you give me wisdom or give me grace towards whatever I need for myself or for others? And um, so basically I just, whatever feeling I'm feeling that is kind of of the kingdom of darkness, I guess I would say, like of the enemy's kingdom, um, I would say I want to exchange that for something that's in your kingdom. So one of the ways that I've learned to practice this presence is um, by thinking of, of, of those emotions, of those things almost as currency. And so I'm like, what kingdom's currency do I want to spend right now? (laughs) So, so, 
<laughs> like the one I want to spend is the one that actually is worth something that holds value, and that's of the kingdom of heaven, of the kingdom of light. That's God's, you know, it's the fruits of the spirit. It's love, peace, joy, grace, long-suffering, gentleness, kindness, meekness, um, temperance. It's joy. It's, you know, all of those things, um, abiding in Christ. That's not a fruit of the spirit, but that's something that I want to daily practice. And so um, I've started to think about it as almost like spending money. Like, what do I want to spend today? And and that's helped me in, in regularly practicing being in God's presence as I go through the day, regardless of what my circumstances are. Um, so even if those other emotions come in and I have them, then I'm like, okay, well, what what's the reaction that I want to have, you know, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So that's kind of the expansion of that, that car thought of, of what I'm doing there is just kind of saying, okay, this is what I'm feeling. I want to have something different. I want what you have to offer, God. I want you to come in and sustain me um, because if we believe that God has everything we need and he's the strong tower and 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 he's the shelter that we can run to, then it's mm-hmm. stupid for me to be like, he's my shelter, and then be like, I'm going to go outside over here and just do it, whatever. <laughs> and, yeah. not, and not go into the shelter, you know? So it's yeah. just a, it's like a mental out loud practice of of what I want to experience and have done. So I'm vocally yeah. saying because for me that helps me commit to it a little bit more. It makes it more intentional than just thinking those things. So yeah. So what about you, Pam? What do you think um, about practicing God's presence? Like you hmm. can talk about what Scripture says. You can talk about how you personally do it. Any thoughts? Oh okay. man. Yeah, well, let me hit you with it. Oh, man. Right. Um, She's like, shout out to the one listener. Like, what? what? <laughs> um, one, I think you're right in the sense, like, uh, I think a lot of us or a lot of believers will just say, like, oh, I ha- I want the mind of Christ or I want to have faith, right. but not like actively pursue it. Sure. Or I want to have God's peace, but not actively pursue it. Or I and I always go back to the statement like revelation is not necessarily transformation. So just mm-hmm. because, you know, uh, you don't have God's peace in this moment um, doesn't mean you're going to automatically get God's peace like right. you you need to actively pursue it and and I think that, um part of that is what you're saying um but yeah so I think like you know it says um what we what we set our minds on is what we is what like we set our minds either on on the flesh and the earth and the world's expectations or or are we setting our minds on on the spirit and what God desires for us? And I think a lot of times those two come in conflict with one another. Mm-hmm. And and it's good. It's a good sign. It's actually a sign of God's grace that we're recognizing that or we feel that uh, discomfort or that conflict of like, oh, man, I'm not feeling I'm not sensing God's peace or I'm not um, I don't hear I'm not hearing from God or I don't know if I'm hearing from God and and some of that, like those questions should push us into, um, okay, what am I setting my mind on? What am I, what am I, uh, watering? I always look at like faith and in, I guess in the sense, like the, the presence of God Mm -hmm. is, is like where our faith is grown and, um, Mm -hmm. deepened and strengthened and all that. So am I, 
And it's, and that, that faith is not static. Like faith is dynamic. So it's relationship relationship with God is dynamic. It's not a one time, like I've, you know, accepted Jesus into my heart and now I'm good, <laughs> but right. it's, right. it's a constant dy- dynamic thing. And it's, um, um, cyclical. Like if, if you're, um, if you're watering and pouring into your relationship with God, then doubt and all those other things are going to wane and, and uh, dry up. But if we're not pouring into our faith, then like our faith is going to dry up and it's going to be harder to sense God's presence. It's going to be harder to hear from God. It's going to be more difficult or even more just uncertain. Cause um, yeah. So I think like practicing the presence of God is just, you know, doing those normal things of being in scripture, but also like setting your mind on the things of the spirit in, in every and each and every context and in, in, and not um, limiting it to just my spiritual life, but recognizing my spiritual life should be the primary mode of operation in which I move out into the world. Right. So right. like my mind should, I should be, well, the renewal of our mind, right? That Romans 12 and then setting our mind, Romans uh, 8 um, and all of, and the importance of the mind. And like, there's not this division um, like in the, in the Hebrew understanding of heart and mind and all that, right. but like it is our right. whole self. By setting right. our mind, we're setting the trajectory of our whole being, our actions and everything. And so yeah, I think of like practicing the presence is, is welcoming, like welcoming the presence of God. And then, and then as soon as I know or recognize, oh, okay, my mind's set on, or I'm anxious. And that anxiousness is because I'm somewhere in me. I'm not, my mind's not set on God or my heart's not set or focused on God. And so I think (sighs) practically, how do I do that? I mean, there's so many different ways. Give me, um, give me a couple. Just hit me with a few. Uh, hit me with a few. Well, I think we talked about last time just playing, you know, turning on worship music because it changes mm. the the environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like it's. And then it, in doing that, I'm submitting to God's authority and presence in the physical space I'm in. Does that For make sure. sense? Yeah. So, and like in that, sometimes I'm like, I don't want to listen to worship music, (laughs) but I know, but I know that if I do it, it helps foster me being at peace in God's presence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, the other important thing, and I, and I've shared this before and I don't, um, is like actively giving thanks. Yeah. So giving thanks in all circumstance. So no matter how, how much um, stuff is piling up or how unfair or how, however many um, tasks there are to do that don't have time to get done or, or how many expectations that I'll never live up to, all of these things, but give thanks to God or, or things that I, I'm not going to be able to achieve or have or all, you know, in all circumstances, give mm-hmm. thanks, so... And that changes, you know, that goes from, it's not about, you know, giving burnt offerings, but, um, but mm-hmm. having that, that contrite heart and yeah. yeah. So I think giving thanks because mm-hmm. then it's, it sets 
it sets the how do I say this like it's another active you are God and I am not right. everything I am everything I have comes from you right so right. yeah and that it all goes into submission then like all of those are acts of submission too right yeah so. well and I think I think it just kind of brings you know it back into you know as you were talking I was thinking about and I was even I was thinking about this earlier it's like you know I think it's really the longer that you've done something or you're doing something the easier it is to just talk about and that's why I thought this was a really good kind of insight thing of like yeah so you guys talk about this because it's something that we've not perfected but both of us have (laughs) right (laughs) but we have some natural go-tos that we're more used to and so I think you know um when I was Mm. I had a job a long time ago um where I worked with uh kids that really had no experience in a church setting at all right and in fact a lot of them even really really hated god and um hated the idea of christianity um but through relationship you were able to you know just be yourself love them be real and and i think that's one of the things that i really uh learned from that experience was just like i think a lot of times as as a people like as believers in general, so I'm talking like Mm -hmm. big picture everybody, it's really easy for us to use phrases or to say something that we're used to or that we're common to. You know, that's in our culture, that's in our language. But as we're welcoming someone else or talking to someone maybe who is newer in something or this, you know, is a a new experience, so I'm not just talking practicing God presence, I'm talking in general. Like Mm -hmm. I think it's always really important to sharpen and to hone in our communication skills and remember, like, you know, practicing God's presence all of the time and not just, you know, because having intentions of practicing God's presence, like, well, I want, when something goes bad, I want to have mm-hmm. pain. Like, that's completely different than, like, being in the throes of everything blowing up in your face and still being all chill, you know? <laughs> like, those are two, yeah. those are two different things. And so one of them yeah. is the intention and one of them is the actual practice. And so yeah. I think in order to get into that actual practicing, it is all of those things that, you know, you've talked about, and then it is spending time in, in scripture and, and because what you know, you can practice, but if you don't know those things, it's difficult to practice them. So Mm -hmm. what does God think about having peace in, in any storm? What does God think about having joy as your strength? What does God think about having, you know, ashes turned into beauty? So taking Mm -hmm. horrible things and having it turned into something gorgeous that, is used as as a story for his glory. You know, all those things, like, so I think, you know, getting into scripture, like, God's revealed himself to us in many ways, and one of the most powerful ways that he's done it where we can tangibly know what he's talking about and what he's thinking is through his word. And um, because I think a lot of times, you know, like, I think we've all gone through seasons where you don't feel anything, you know, <laughs> or you don't, oh, yeah. you don't have this like, you know, so even when I say like, I want to practice God's presence, it's not always that I have this glowing feeling of awesomeness come upon me. It's like you said, it's intentionally doing something that I know is going to produce a result, whether I feel like it or not. You know, if if I don't want to be 700 pounds my whole entire life, then I need to intentionally engage in some things that, 
I might not always see immediate results of, but it's working as I'm taking care and practicing the things that I know are going to help me get to my goal, right? Yeah. And and so I think it's the same that's true. You know, man, it blows me away, and it shouldn't, but I'm always amazed at how many of the things that we practice in the natural that we don't question. You know, it's like, you know, I'm like, duh, if I want to be a runner – I have to get up and I have to start running, right? Yeah. And I have to do, I have to train. But oftentimes we don't engage in our spirituality or as in our walk as a disciple of Christ. We don't engage in that the same way. We're like, well, I prayed and I'm I'm good. And now I'm not going to hell when I die. Woo! You know? Yeah. (laughs) So it's like. (laughs) Yeah. Or I only really urgently see God when I'm in the midst of something crazy or. Right. Right. But if, if I'm out on a boat and I fall over and I, and all of a sudden, and I'm in a panic, right? I'm starting to drown because maybe no one's helping me for whatever reason. (laughs) I'm drowning. But if I haven't learned how to swim and keep myself afloat, I'm not going to, in that moment, be able to draw on the knowledge of swimming. You know, I mean, your body has some natural instincts, right? But like, so I have to be practicing. I have to learn how to swim. And I have to be practicing swimming occasionally in order to be able to draw on that when I'm in an intense situation. And I don't know why I picked swimming. I just did. There's a million of them. It's summer. That's right. That's right. Summertime example. Um, But I have to be, I have to know what to do in order Mm -hmm. to really draw on something. And I think a lot of times we don't do that in our Christian walk. We just, we, um, you know, so we, we know it in our head. Like I have the knowledge. So, you know, the Greek word would be, I would gnosis that, a G-N-O-S-I-S. I I know it, but I don't epic know it. I I don't have my head and my heart. That's what you were saying, that experience. Mm -hmm. I I need both. I need head knowledge and I need heart knowledge. I need to know what to do and I need to experience what I'm doing and have that whole engagement of all of my heart, my soul, my mind, my body, my everything, so that when I'm pressed, Mm-hmm. something better than just <laughs> is able to come out you know <laughs> yeah and and I think like just for our balance it it is like it is the work but that mm-hmm. we do but at the same time it's God who does the work so like Absolutely. we can create so right. the opportunity yep. and the environment yep. for God to work right and, and God is like, God's never going to go against our free will. So if we never spend time with God or if we, you know, we never read scripture or we never, um, you know, you don't, we don't go to worship with the body together faithfully. Like God is not going to um, go against those things. But at the same time, like when we do those things um, faithfully, uh, God uses those opportunity right. and, and, and there is a work that is done. Yeah. Um, I also, I also was thinking like, um, you know, there's what there's power life or death in the, in the tongue. And then mm-hmm. out of, um, what is it out of the abundance of the heart, heart the mouth speaks. Yeah. Like there's sure. a, there's a reality, like we need to watch what we say. And, yeah. and primarily I think we need to watch what we say about ourselves. Mm. And so, and even in our minds, like, what am I saying about myself in my mind? Right. And so some of it is practicing the presence of God is um, submitting those thoughts 
and mm-hmm. and actively choosing the mind of Christ. Right. So, yeah, and that can be difficult. Right. Well, and I think it goes, you know, like also connecting that with what you said last time too of like what we what we fear is kind of what we obsess over and what we focus on, you know, yeah. and and so in in that circumstance I was thinking about like, you know, whatever I'm putting all my attention towards, whatever I'm fixing my mind on, that's really what I'm feeding myself. That's what I'm watering myself with. And that's, what's going to continue to grow, you know? So Mm -hmm. if I, I want to, and so you're absolutely right. Like, and I think that's such a, a, it's like, it's the tension. It's a beautiful thing because it's absolutely, it's a both end, you know, it's like, there's, there's our partnership with God. So that's like, that's us. That's what we're mm. quote unquote doing. But then we're not supposed to get all wrapped up in that because then it becomes, it becomes dead in and of itself. Right. If I'm doing all the work and I'm like, well, I'm the one that's, I have to call upon God and I'm the one that, you know, like you can get crazy in that, but then it's, it's also his work. And so there's like that equal parts of a partnership and engaging with one another, you know, so as I'm, as I'm fixing my eyes and I'm focusing on him, as I'm communicating with him, you know, God, show me what you want and show, you know, highlight to me things that don't bear the image of your son. You know, how can I become more like you? Would you reveal those things to me? Like the work of the Holy Spirit is he comes in and he shows you those things and then he shows you how to walk out those steps or, you know, um, instructs you. So I, I think the hard thing is sometimes that there is a tension, like there's, it's a both end. It's, it's not, it's faith and works, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's so easy for us as humans, we usually fall deep into one or two categories. We mm-hmm. want it to be all works because that's easier. Well, if I just do all of these things, then I will get X, Y, and Z. And it's by my goodness that I do this. Right. You know, or we fall into the whole like, well, God, I don't know. I'm not doing anything and you're going to have to fix this. I'm, I'm I'm not doing, you know, and then we do absolutely nothing to engage in our relationship with Jesus Christ and just expect that he's going to come and do all of these, you know. So I think it's hard because we normally fall into one of two categories, but I think when you look in the Hebraic mindset, it's much more of a, of a both and in those two things. It's a partnership of those two thought patterns that run yeah. together to make to make the truth, to make a balance. Well, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. And I love flash. Don't love those tension. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the tension that oh, we man. grow. Yes. In the ah, you're so right. You're so right. Yeah. You're so right. So as we kind of continue, um, you know, on just yeah. I guess I just want to encourage, you know, anyone who's listening, mom, mom, other friend, um, you know, if you have thoughts or if there's anything that you want us to expand on as we're talking about, because, um, you know, we're just kind of, we're just having a conversation and we're, rolling shooting with from, punches. <laughs> we're shooting from the hip, Annie Oakley style. And, yeah. um, and so, you know, it's great to kind of revisit those things and talk about things a little bit more. And um, so, yeah, we totally welcome that. Um, good comments only. Just kidding. We'll take them all, but you know. 
yeah, just uh, send us a DM on our yeah. Instagram page sure. or message us. Actually, they can or just send us a text message. That's right. Or if you don't, <laughs> if you don't know us, which seems crazy to me, um, if you don't know us and you're listening to this, you can message us through our social media outlets and or through Anchor um, FM podcast, which is where we're podcasting from. And now they pay us twelve thousand dollars just for saying that. Just kidding. Yeah. They don't. They don't. I win. I know, right? Um, so oh, well. as we're rolling through, we we've been talking about fear, um, mm-hmm. and we just kind of wanted to continue on in some of that discussion, um, talking about about fear, and you know, Pam, you had alluded to in the last episode, kind of like. Um, a lot of times there's like a, a deeper issue or a deeper thing that's happening or going on with the, you know, where maybe we're experiencing fear in a certain way, but maybe sometimes it goes deeper than that. And so I was wondering if on the spot you could just kind of, you know, expand on that oh thought that you had like a week ago. <laughs> if I can even remember. Wow, this is really challenging because usually I'm like a very I know person, and I'm like pow 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 pow, but that, <laughs> but that doesn't always mean that my stuff is like rich and meaty. <laughs> it just means here. Well, what I can? Uh, how about I will? I'll give you some time, and I'll tell uh, an experience of mine to kind of uh, maybe shake this example out a little bit. Um, does that work? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think I let me just make sure I'm on the same page as you. Yeah, let's do like it. Like what what I'm saying, like oh, let's if I can give like a superficial example, like let's say, and not superficial that now that de- degrades like the experience. Yeah, but, um, let me give my example then superficially. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, just, um, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm punchy. Um, I worked. I worked no, a long time today. I know. Okay. <laughs> um, let's just say, like, um, someone had like tends to gossip a lot, like, mm-hmm. like uh, constantly, like, cuts down other people, and they're like, oh, you know what? I'm always gossiping. I need to stop the gossip, whatever. Right. So you know, you repent of gossip, and you ask, you know, God to help you, and mm-hmm. whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, all those good things, <laughs> you know, repent and God restores. And, yeah, yeah. and then um, you find, oh, I'm gossiping again. Oh, my goodness. And, and you'd really want to address it, but it seems like it keeps coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, so there's the, the layer, the, almost like the behavioral sin of gossiping. Yeah. But then there's, like, an identity sin, like a, a sin of misidentity or um, broken identity. And, that, and, and so it's, like, doing the work of digging down deeper of, like, okay, so why am I gossiping? Right. Well, part, part of it is, is because I'm an insecure person and I need other, you know, I, I need other people's approval or I need to... Uh, know that I'm I'm more important or significant than someone else and so that's why I gossip Mm -hmm. and so and then doing that work of okay God I I repent of finding my identity and my value comparative value from other people or I repent of trying to find my identity in my reputation Mm -hmm. and then and doing that deeper work so that's is that what we're talking about (laughs) yes similarly yes I believe that would be be a good thing so in that in that example in that genre like how would one you know because I think like you alluded to earlier a lot of times we're not even really self-aware of what's happening you know it's like 
a lot of, I think a lot of us just like live our lives and you're like, oh, I'm always mad or like, oh, I'm always, you know, like, or we don't even think about those things. We just, we're living it. You know, a lot of times we don't realize like how much we speak about other people <laughs> or we don't realize how we spend most of our day angry and upset. You know, a lot of times we're not even self-aware of those things. Mm. And so, or we're not even realizing like, man, um, whenever something new happens or maybe a change comes, it completely throws me off and makes me full of anxiety or worry and fret. Like, you know, a lot of times we're not even self-aware of ourselves and how we're, how we're kind of breezing through the life, you know? And so to even get to that point of then being like, oh, first, A, there's a problem, um, and then mm-hmm. B, looks like there's something real deep that's going to be super awesome to deal with. Like, how do we, how do we maneuver through that? Oh my gosh. Well, that goes back to practicing the presence, mm. right? And if you're not, if you're not in a Christian community at church and I'll, you know, people have different thoughts on, you know, attending a church or committing to a church family and all those sure. kind of things, sure. but it is, it is essential to the, to a healthy, growing, vibrant faith, mm-hmm. individual faith, but corporate yeah. faith, you know, we are the body of Christ. So right. we need to know what the other parts of the body are doing and we need mm-hmm. to be in relationship with those parts of the body. And so right. part of that is then community. So community and holding each other accountable and a, mm-hmm. holding each other to standards. So if I, if I'm uh, I keep picking my nose and so the first time I do it, they're like, oh, okay, maybe that was a one-off. But if I'm doing it every Sunday or, no, or you know, every couple of days, then, then you know, it, it becomes part of the responsibility of the body to be like, okay, you know, what's going on here? And so, so the first step is if we're not even practicing the presence of God and God's present to us through the body of faith, or if I'm reading scripture and, you know, so, you know, I'm like reading some passages about gossiping or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. you know, the Holy spirit might be working through that and just like, okay, you know, prepping me and then, you know, have someone confronting me about it. And then I um, hear a sermon on, you know, like God works all these things, but it's us being plugged into um and and aware so the first part i guess what you're saying before a is to make sure we're actually creating an environment where where those um i guess stuff can be addressed right right yeah just getting ourselves into a i guess into that space where those things can happen you know i've even had the experience of like you know you mentioned like keeping each other accountable. I've also had the experience of even just being around other believers and, you know, um, scripture talks about, and I can't remember the reference, but maybe you can hit me with it. Um, is where it talks about iron sharpening iron. Is that in Proverbs? Proverbs. Oh, Proverbs. Yeah. But I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So it might be in Proverbs. Um, and so, but it talks about how like iron sharpens iron. And sometimes I've been around people and, you know, I find myself being like, oh, my gosh, they always complain about everything, right? And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I can't even handle it. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, my God, they're complaining so much, I can't even stand it, right? And so, and it just, like, grates on me. And I found that oftentimes Mm -hmm. uh, the principle that Matthew 7 talks about where it's like you're so bummed out about something else someone's doing a lot of time, Mm -hmm. not every time, but um, I'm going to say probably mm, 80% of the time, 
it's like I've noticed that something that's driving me crazy in someone else oftentimes is something that is really happening on the inside of me. And mm-hmm. actually just recently um, the Holy Spirit and I were chatting about this because I've, I've been around um, uh, someone more recently in the past, like, you know, probably six months, that really just, like, every single thing is, like, a complaint. And I'm mm. like, oh, man. And so then and it's like I try to be like, oh, well, you know, this is that or it's going to, you know, it, yeah, it feels like that right mm. now. And they're just like, no. it's the, And then it just, like, keeps going. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And so it was just really grating at me. And so mm-hmm. I was talking to the Lord, like, I can't stand it, Lord. Like, this is terrible. How could someone be like this? They're not thankful for anything. They're consistently complaining about things. And and it was like I just felt like the Holy Spirit was saying, like, hey, do you think maybe <laughs> sometimes? <laughs> and you're like, oh, you know, the mirror. <laughs> and I was like, Holy Spirit, no, I am always puppies, unicorns, and kittens and stuff. And so so it's interesting, like, I think another way that the Holy Spirit uses community in that context is there is obviously the, the hey, Amy, boy, you're sure complaining a bunch, and holy mm-hmm. cow, maybe you should cultivate some gratitude. And then there's also just the being by someone, and, you know, this yeah. person – probably has no idea that I've been like, eh, okay, (laughs) about, about you know, whether it's complaining or gossiping or, or, you know, uh, not whatever it is, like, it's so much easier for us to Mm. third party recognize something, but scripture reminds us that oftentimes the reason we can recognize that, that little speck in their eyes, because the same wood is like barreling out of my own, you know, (laughs) so maybe it doesn't, maybe it doesn't manifest in the same way, maybe Maybe oh, yeah. might, you know, but it, it's a shadow of those things. So I just wanted to highlight that too when, when you were talking about that because I thought that was mm-hmm. interesting in the context of community. Like sometimes it's someone knows that they're doing something and sometimes they don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that they're cultivating oh, yeah, right. your character, you know. Mm-hmm. So, sure. so then as we talked about, so like, oh, man, bunny trail and back. Um, luckily, luckily for us, Bunny trails is my love language, and so I love them. That's and true. I can full circle that puppy <laughs> right back. So to full circle bunny trail that puppy right back, um, we were talking about, you know, so I like so pretend someone's at point A. They've been they've been cultivating that the ground to where the Holy Spirit can begin and is, you know, they're aware of maybe something comes up, like you use the example well, you used to nose picking, <laughs> and then you also it's used true. The, the gossip. So whichever one of those, maybe you want to switch it to fear. Who knows? Um, but as in it was, and as it goes in with fear, like they're starting to recognize maybe that they're living fearfully, and mm-hmm. then may, so then they're kind of getting to the point where it's like maybe there's a deeper rooted issue. Like, talk about that a little bit. Like, what does that look like? Oh, like the fear stuff. Yeah. Like, in the context of fear. Yeah, girl. Oh, gosh, Amy. Um, it's like, it's because we're talking about fear. <laughs> I know, and I keep forgetting that. It's okay. Well, we started with the presence of God. I don't, I don't know, I know where we started. This is like, you know what this is? It's the buffet that no one wanted. That's what this uh, is. You're like, I'm already full, but it's like, go up and get one more plate. Uh, <laughs> one more plate. Uh, um... 
Well, I think, like, it goes back to, okay, if you realize you're afraid of something. Yes. I thought I, I thought we talked about this a little bit last time. Like I said, Probably. oh maybe I didn't say it. Maybe I said it in my mind. I don't know. I can't remember. And I didn't mm. listen to the <laughs> last one. But like I did say, I'm afraid of, or I was afraid of mice. Yes. So okay. So this is so afraid of mice. So why why would I, I if I look at that like why would I be afraid of mice? Well, they're gross and they're scattery and. And, but but, but you have, I, like, a crazy reaction, though. Well, yeah, not crazy, yeah. but you have, like, a strong reaction. Oh, I have. <laughs> I have in the past, especially. A very, very yep, visceral, yep. strong reaction. Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, but deeper underneath, what, it, what do I fear? Well, I fear being out of control. Mm. I fear... Um, I fear, well, basically, I think that's it. That's the big one. I yeah. fear being out of control. Mm-hmm. And, and a mouse to me represents, like, something I can't control or, sure. you know, I can't. It's it's invasive and I can't. So, um, I mean, if I really want to do some deep soul searching and I, you know, I don't, I also recognize, like, it's not unhealthy. It can be unhealthy to be so introspective that sure. you're. Right. you're digging up things that aren't actually there right. But, right but if that's the case like okay so i'm afraid of i'm afraid of a mouse the deeper fear is that i'm afraid of being out of control and so i need mm-hmm. to submit that fear mm-hmm. to god and why am i afraid of being out of control because i don't think in and of myself i can be good enough for god hmm. so and in that statement like if i'm really digging down deep like in that statement, it that actually is a statement of fact, sure. right? I can't, I can't be good enough for God. Sure. And so, in that statement, I have to plead the blood of Christ. Mm. In that statement, I have to recognize that I'm not good enough, but Christ is, and yeah. has taken my place. Right. So therefore, there is nothing for me to fear, mm. because I, I can't be separated from God. Because even, even though I may want to be good enough for God, I will never be good enough for God. But yet, God has covered me with mm-hmm. His Son, and so, yeah. So it's like it's that process of, I I don't think every, you know, I don't want people to think like they have to, you know, uproot every little thing. But I do think like God gives us times and seasons where. He's pruning a little deeper in certain areas and then, you know, just, right. you know, pruning over, you know, more surface over here and in another season we'll get to a deeper root or in another area of life. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really important. What you said is that I think, you know, cause like, I think society's all, it's like the knowing of self has become such an idolized thing. And I think in, our context as believers mm-hmm. the it's really it's the holy spirit that in time reveals those things to us you know and i think a lot of times we're like well he hasn't said out loud to me like you know blah 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 don't do it's this or that that's what you're feeling or that's the real problem yeah but i think oftentimes it's like we have you know, thoughts, or it's confirmed through maybe one or two different things, or it's like you're studying in scripture, and it's like you really, you know, you're thinking like, oh, wow, and that really stands out to you, so like, 
I feel like, excuse me, that God reveals those things. We don't always have to go down digging. But I've also had seasons, too, where I feel like God's like, hey, you and I are going to spend some time (laughs) going, going a little deeper in some things. And I think you, you know, everyone has, it's just like the seasons that we experience, you know, like when we're getting ready to, to plant and to have something grow when we're, when something new is going to come forth, when we're having a different season or a time, like you got to till that ground, you know, you got to get that ground ready. And so there's times of like digger deeping or digger deeping. Wow. Digging deeper. That's okay. It's fine. It's fine. I'm not going to, the producer is not going to edit that out. She doesn't care. So, um, but digging deeper and, and, you know, like, cause sometimes you don't, you don't know what's under the ground surface. There might be bigger rocks or there might be some things. And so I feel like, you know, as we're, like you said, creating that, that, that culture, that environment for the Holy Spirit and us to partner together in, in learning some of these things about ourselves and digging deeper, like he's the one that does that work. He brings us into those times and those seasons. Um, and so, uh, I've lost my track, but you know, like he's he's the one that does that. He brings us that and and into those places. So yeah, um, yeah. I had a a similar thing, and and you know that's probably I'll just say this, and then that's probably plenty for the day because man, we've been like I said, it's been a buffet of everything. That's true. Um, Sorry. Yeah. So I had a um when I was younger. I had an experience um, that uh, my brother, my youngest brother had passed away when I was about 12 and he had passed away um, in, he had seizures. So he had a lot of, of um, like cognitive and, and um, like physical uh, handicaps and things that, that he was facing. And so one of the things was that he constantly had seizures. Right. And so um, he actually, in the middle of the night, um, he would have seizures all the time. It was so commonplace that, like when we would kind of wake up in the morning and the babysitter there was there, we're like, yeah, no school today. Like it was such a common thing. Yeah. He was always fine. It was just like a regular rhythm and pattern of our life. Right. So, um, and my mom was a really light sleeper and she'd always wake up and they'd always bring him to the hospital and his room was right off of theirs. And so, um, when I was 12 though, or the summer that I was turning 12, um, he passed away in the middle of the night from a grand mal seizure. So a grand mal affects not just like your nervous system, which is kind of what normal seizures do. Mm-hmm. This begins to like totality, your whole body system kind of overtake mm-hmm. all of that and really gets into like your heart palpitations and stuff like that. So um, she woke up, but he had been seizing, they believe, for about four hours and at this time. And she brought him to the hospital and he didn't really, he didn't survive. He didn't make it. And so he was 10 at the time. And, um, so, you know, that happened and that was a really big thing in my life. It really, you know, Mm -hmm. I think really shaped me. Um, but then, so I'm telling you that, so you have a little bit of the backstory as to the next part. So another portion of me is that I, I am not a person who enjoys sleep very much, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> if, if you know anything about people think I'm this crazy super robot. Um, and part of that's true. I don't need very much sleep to function on a normal level. Like, I, I, I go to bed late and I get up really early. Um, mm-hmm. And so while that's a truth that I experience, uh, probably about 
I don't know, maybe four or five years ago, um, I was on a, I was on a silent retreat and just, you know, not seeking the Lord about anything in general, but just kind of seeking the Lord in general. And, and not, there was nothing specific. I was just kind of like, okay, we're here. And, um, one of the things that I felt was highlighted to me, um, was my, my thing of sleep. And like, I, when I do sleep, the way I like to go <laughs> to sleep <laughs> is, it's not really peaceful. I don't like to lay down in my bed. You know, some people are like, I love to get in bed and like do all these things. I'm like, it is the most mechanical thing for me ever. I will stay up until I fall asleep via television so that I don't have to think about anything. Right. So I'm being real honest right now. And then I'll either continue to sleep on the couch or I'll pick myself up in the middle of the night, go to bed and then get up really early in the morning. Right. And so this has been my pattern for a super long time. And so I, um, and I, and sometimes, um, not as much anymore, but I hated total darkness and sleeping mm-hmm. and I'd sleep with the light on. And so, and I just, I couldn't handle like noises. I just, I didn't like noises, um, that weren't background noises, you know, like yeah. the noises that just come out of things. So I was really kind of like living in fear and terror and not wanting to sleep and all this kind of stuff. Well, I hadn't connected, so I'm telling you those two stories, so you're probably making a lot of connections, but <laughs> me living out my life had not made a lot of those connections, right? So mm-hmm. I was on the silent retreat, and my spiritual director uh, at the time and I were talking um, through, we met during during my silent retreat, and I was just kind of saying, like, this has happened, and, you know, so I've been kind of really thinking about why I why I'm not really a big fan of sleep. Most people love it. And I'm like, eh, mm-hmm. I hate it, you know. And a long time ago, I hated it. Like, I hated sleeping. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of talked through some of those things, and I told her the story that I told you guys. And and she was like, you know, on the rest of your time, you should really kind of talk to God about that time and why something that's supposed to be so restful because that's really what sleep is it's restorative it it yeah. refreshes us it heals our body systems like there's so many mm-hmm. good elements of sleep and i hated it you know mm-hmm. i i hated doing it and i would avoid it at all costs and um and so i really felt like the lord had just kind of like showed me that i similar to what you said like i hated sleep because it was a sense of, you know, you're not in control of things. You are, mm-hmm. and I was, for me, I was so worried that something would happen to someone and I wouldn't be available to help mm-hmm. fix it. Mm-hmm. Similarly to what happened to my mother with and my father with my brother. You know, it's like um, those things weren't anyone's fault. That wasn't anything that anyone could control, you know, and it was something that happened, but it, it ended in tragedy. And so... Mm-hmm sweet little 12 year old Amy, you know, had built this thing up in her heart without even really acknowledging and knowing it of like, I need to stay up and be awake and alert because then I'll be able to fix everything and make sure nothing bad will happen to anyone, which is not true. (laughs) It's not even a reality, but you know, I had built that up in my heart. And, and so then it had played out in me absolutely despising something that really is super good for me and, yeah. and, and that God made. And so mm-hmm. um, that's kind of like a, a situation of fear that I walked through of, you know, I, I hadn't pieced all those things together, but, and I had experienced such a long time of kind of living that way and then kind of felt like, you know, God at, and I mean, I was in my 
well, I was probably even in my 30s, I bet. I bet I was in my 30s when this kind of got highlighted to me by the Spirit. So, you know, I don't think, like we said earlier, you don't have to go digging for things. I think God brings us to places yeah. and seasons and times, you know, because I wasn't ready to face those things in my 20s, you know, and probably for sure in my teens. Like, I never even thought about those or connected those two things. But in the right time, in the right season, God brought that up to me, and yeah. I was able to experience some healing in that. You know, I, I still don't love a lot of sleep, but I see it as a restorative thing, you know. So oh, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's not a perfect healing version of it, but it's more redeemed. And I'm, I was able to acknowledge, like, you know, God, I'm fearful that I'm going to lose something or someone, and I'm not going to be able to do You know, so I just... I was able to deal with that deep-rooted thing that, truthfully, I didn't even really know was there all the time. But that was the work of the Spirit. He brought those things up because I didn't have, I didn't have a, a cohesive thought about those things. It was never something I thought about. And I was mm-hmm. doing this action of being terrified at night and never connecting those two things. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah. So I think... You know, we don't have to be, we don't have to fear what we don't know we fear <laughs> or fear what we don't know yet. Right. And right. just just step by step, continue to be practicing God's presence, spending time with him, cultivating that moment of relationship with him mm-hmm. to to engage intentionally, focus our mind, like you said, fix and focus our mind on him, whether it's through music, whether it's through actively reading his word, whether it's through talking with him, whether it's through expressing fear, worry, anxieties to him, asking Mm -hmm. him to come back and and give us something different, you know, all of those things. And there's so many more ways. Some people in nature, you know, God really speaks to them through nature. They feel a peace and a calm at the majesty of all the things he's created Mm -hmm. and how amazing it is, you know, maybe it's through community with others and, so I think all of those things really help us um, continually cultivate that place where we're ready to hear things from the Father because he is helping us become more and more like the image of his son every day, right? Yeah. <laughs> if, that's, that's his intention is that we, we are like he is in the earth, you know? Right. Because that's what the people around us need, Pam. That's yeah. what they need. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much, Amy, for sharing. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Thank you for sharing. Well, so that's probably a really good spot to end today. And um, mom, other friend, Lucy, if you have any questions or things, you can (laughs) totally let us (laughs) totally let us know. (laughs) Cool. Cool. Yeah. So that's it. I think that's a good one. 